What? Hey, what's this? Didn't tell me you took him out? The court said yes. Yeah, but what did the doctor say? Can I do an interview for a school project on mental illness? No. I'm ready. I feel motivated. I don't feel so angry all the time. The whole time you're rooting for this Hemingway guy to survive the war and to be with the woman that he loves. It's four o'clock in the morning, Pat. I can't apologize. I will apologize on behalf of Ernest Hemingway, because that's who's to blame here. Yeah, have Ernest Hemingway call us and apologize to us, too. Pat, you have to have a strategy. I hate my illness, and I want to control it. I hope you're okay with Veronica's sister coming over. Tiffany and Tommy? Just Tiffany. What happened to Tommy? He died. How'd he die? Please, don't bring it up. Hey, Tiffany. This is Pat. You look nice. Thank you. How'd Tommy die? Oh. What meds are you on? I used to be on lithium and seroquel. I was on Xanax. You ever take clonopin? Clonopin. Yeah. Like, is it what? I'm tired. I want to go. Are you going to walk me home or what? You have poor social skills. You have a problem. I have a problem? Mm -hmm. You say more inappropriate things than appropriate things. Doc, she's crazy. Hey! Whoa, what the hell? She knew where I was. She followed me. Then why don't you run somewhere else? Calm down, crazy. Maybe she just needs a friend. You want to have dinner at this diner? Pick me up at 7.30. So how's your job? I just got fired, actually. Oh, really? How? By having sex with everybody in the office. Everybody? I was very depressed after Tommy died. We don't have to talk about it. Thanks. How many were there? Well, she's a mess. You gotta be careful. She does a lot of therapy. I go to a lot of therapy. Am I messed up? I just gotta get a strategy, you know? Me too. So there's this dance thing. I can only do it if I have a partner. Oh, I'm not gonna dance with you. So is this the girl you wrote about? You wrote about me? She's fine. She is my friend with an F. A capital F. She's my Poor friend. What are you so up about? I'm happy. Look, I'm my best self today, and I think she's her best self, and that's a good thing. Lost in my mind. Lost in my mind. Oh, I know you don't want to listen to your father, I don't listen to mine. But life reaches out with a moment like this. It's a sin if you don't reach back. This is what I believe to be true. You have to do everything you can. And if you stay positive, you have a shot at a silver lining. What's wrong? Are you mad at me? No. Are you mad at me? I'm not mad, but also you can't make me laugh too much because I don't feel good. Please don't be mad at me. I'm not mad at you. You know who I'm mad at? The, the ahi tuna burger I ate yesterday. At, uh, let's say what the place is. Hop Dotties. Hop Dotties! This is a burger that I've had multiple times and I absolutely love, but... I really don't. It, that has to be what made me sick. If you're in uh, any the bougier part of a, any major city, might have a hot, it, a hot dotty. The first time I had it was in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I think I've seen one in. I think we saw one in Atlanta. Hot dotty. But we didn't go to it, and I went to the one in Nashville a couple months back, and it was good. But yesterday, I woke up throwing up. I wonder how much good. they pay at Hot Dotty for fifteen dollars for a sandwich alone. And the kids don't give a shit. Well, kind of normal. But if for $15 for a sandwich alone. You should be getting 15 an hour. At, well, at least. 20 Well, yeah, but I'm just saying at least. The, that $15 a minimum, minimum wage, like we are so far past that being an actual livable wage. Oh, I know. We I just, just, the, the, the debate on that has just completely failed completely. Yeah. I was just thinking about what you said about how places that take tips can pay less than minimum wage. Yeah, if yeah. They can guarantee you're going to get like X amount of dollars. Certain so states stupid. certain states might have specific requirements, different requirements, but the federal requirement, if a place, a business can prove that you can make 
a whopping $30 per month in tips, Mm -hmm. then they can reduce your wage to a tipped wage. Now, they can't, if you don't make up to... If you don't Excuse bridge me. that difference. The seven fifty federal minimum wage different, for example. I don't think it's higher than that where we live in Tennessee. That they would have to they would have to pay up to that, but that ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Like that ain't shit. So if you got a real scumbag employer, then they and you get and you get tip lines on every receipt and they can prove that their employees make thirty dollars a yeah. month for tips, they could actually pay you like only to the federal minimum of seven fifty an hour. And actually pay you like two seventy five. Insane. And then have to pay you no more than up to seven fifty after that. Every place you go has a tip line that can backfire on you. Just look out for people, folks, and beware of uh, you know. Though if you know if your job's ran by a scumbag, they probably have turnover rate like crazy. We have not even come close to talking about the movie. Hey, introduce yourself. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. This is Movie Humpers. The sounds you hear might be dogs. At least once a month, we discuss a movie where you have drawn, where you draw a topic from a hat, and the last time you did it, you pulled the weird romance category, and we randomly generated a number from that list I made, and we landed on Silver Linings Playbook by David O. Russell. Yeah. The strange romance category is also like a partial category for next month, which Mm -hmm. is exciting. So it's almost like a preview for next month. Looking forward to it. But also, movies are gay. Mm -hmm. And how is this movie gay? We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. But David O. Russell, kind of a controversial director. I don't know any of the things about him. Uh, Apparently, there like people like Amy Adams and George Clooney uh, have reportedly refused to work with him again. George Clooney, David O. Russell did Three Kings back in the late 90s. It was was a good movie. Uh, He actually is kind of good he writes the screenplays for a lot of his movies and he's not he's pretty good at it yeah and like this movie is pretty well written yeah it is. i would say so it's based on a book but he did the screenplay yeah and so when they were making three kings i think george clooney got mad at him for how he treated people and i remember when when i mentioned david o russell and they almost came to blows like i think clooney said that o russell headbutted him oh my god Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence have been in three David O. Russell movies. This was the one we're talking about. It's their first one. They do Hustle. And then they, they did, did American, Hustle, American Hustle, which is what Amy Adams was in. She did not have a good experience. Yeah. And they did a movie called Joy about the lady who did the, invented that mop or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Amy Adams said that she was, O. Russell was particularly hard on her. Mm. And Christian Bale had to kind of step in and be like, like chill the fuck out. Oh, and sometimes Christian Bale has an attitude. This is, I mean, when Christian Bale is. Christian Bale is like, you're taking it too far, if, dude. Yeah, like, you know they're taking it too far. If Christian Bale needs you to chill out, then how bad are you, right? And, of course, I brought up last time when we realized we were doing a David O. Russell movie about his argument with Lily Tomlin. And I actually yeah, have posted I've th- it. I've been thinking about that one and that one does upset me. And, but Lily Tomlin in retrospect, doesn't really think it's a big deal. It kind of chalks it up to artistic passion. There the was conflict. stress, but she stood up for herself. She told him she to go did. fuck himself too. Well, so. Yeah, yeah. She, she was like, <laughs> didn't get you fucked your, you're fucking your movie, David. And he was like, and I posted that video. We'll post it again right now. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm just trying to fucking help you. Do you understand me? No, no, you're not. I'm being a fucking collaborator. I'm just trying to help you figure out the fucking picture. Hey, bitch. I'm not here to be fucking yelled at. I worked on this fucking thing for three fucking years not to have some fucking cunt yell at me in front of the fucking crew when I'm trying to fucking help you, bitch. 
figure it out yourself. And and he's just calling her a cunt like over and over again. It's actually kind of funny, but when I revisited it, it was more David O. Russell being the douche and Lily Tomlin just being like, yeah, you're a fucking asshole. I mean, how many assholes has she legitimately probably worked with in her very long career? I mean, a like, lifetime. Especially back in the day. Like, she's oh. making movies in the 70s. Are you kidding? Oh, People gosh. were probably grabbing every part of her, like, saying all kinds of shit to her. No like, doubt. she can fucking take it. No doubt. But also, like, have some goddamn respect to David O. Russell. It's Lily Tomlin. But Lily Tomlin holds no hard feelings. She Good. felt like it was a struggle for art. So, and that's how it is. And like you said, she's probably seen way worse and been called way worse. She probably just thought he was a little boy being a crybaby. Yeah, he is. He, I mean, I think I think we've come to the conclusion that he is, at the very least, a dick. Another dick had his fingers in this movie too. Uh, this is. Old. I don't like the way I this, said that. The, <laughs> uh, this uh, the Harvey. This is the Weinstein Company produces. This is, I think this is our first Weinstein produced I think movie because I'm sure we would have talked about it. And I was just reading in preparation about that time where he cornered a uh, a news anchor in an empty restaurant called the Socialite. <laughs> and uh she rejected his advances and proceeded to masturbate in front of her and come into a potted plant now who hasn't come into a potted plant but we don't usually corner women before we do it or do it in the middle of a restaurant exactly and the after this story came out the owner of the restaurant was like oh yeah i recall that happening i mean and this was a news anchor this is someone who's on a news show who talks on tv that's just how well, now, he thought he was untouchable. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison now. I mean, he's a convicted rapist. And that's mm-hmm. like what I just talked about is the mildest oh, I know. case. I know of that's, what that those guy were did. His, um, that's a quaint Louis, story. Louis C.K. Did. Yeah, that's the that's his Louis C.K. mode. He went way harder than that. I want to talk a little bit more about David O. Oh, Russell. Oh, yes. OK. About something that you're, you're probably not going to like, <laughs> but it is kind of weirdly vague. Okay. In that one of the more serious accusations of David O. Russell was in 2011, where his niece, uh, transgender niece, uh, had said that he touched her breasts hmm. while they were working out together. And David O. Russell, when was confronted about this, didn't say, no, that didn't happen. He said, she was coming on to me and we were talking about her transitioning and her hormones and how it's changing her body. And yeah, but. I did touch her, but she gave me permission. She didn't say no. How old was she? Was uh, she yeah, 18? Like a, uh, yeah, like a legal adult. Okay, but still gross. And in the police report, she admitted that she didn't tell him to stop, but that's still like that's your hard. niece. That's hard. That That's like that's like incest. That's also like the whole, like, if someone's doing something, you don't tell them to stop, but you don't want them to. Like, that's the, the hard, like, date rape area where it's like... Well, it's a fucking shitty situation to be in because that that's when the person has like authority over you and control over you in a mm. way and you don't want to like disappoint them and you also might be like completely caught off guard by that like she may have never had a guy come on to her like that at that point yet you know like, russell, who knows oh russell talked about it almost like it was like from his perspective like this clinical curiosity mm, he just was like oh let me see gross but yeah Gross. But it is gross. I think even if it isn't technically like like that far, it is kind of gross still. Mm-hmm. Pretty good director, though. David O. Russell. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Silver Linings Playbook, mm-hmm. which is a uh, play. And I, heard, I, I I never saw this movie. No. I heard about it. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah. It's like a comedy romance kind of thing. It's one that's been suggested to me through the years a lot, but 
I tend to sort of reject things that are suggested to me too much because I'm like, there's no way it's going to be as good as everyone says. Folks, if you want Angela to watch something, don't bring it up. Don't talk to me about Just it. Just don't talk to her about it. Just turn it on. Yeah. In front of me and I'll watch it. Unless you're, she thinks you're really cool. <laughs> I'm not saying if you're her friend. Right. She has to think you're really cool. <laughs> like if you're, a friend is different. She can be your friend but think you're kind of cool. Yeah. But if she thinks you're really cool, and I don't even know who will qualify there, don't don't mention shit to her. Don't talk to her about. <laughs> well, here's an example. The reason I keep bringing up that creepy nun movie, Benedetta, is that what it's called? Benedetta, yeah. Is because uh, Katya, the drag queen, talked about how great it was. That's a Paul and Ver- made me interested in it. Like that's, she talked about it enough that I was like, I fucking want to see this, and a, she's fucking cool. That's so. a Paul Verhoeven movie. That's the guy who made RoboCop and Starship Troopers. Let's do it. I don't know, maybe we should, huh? We'll figure it out. Although the year's pretty There's well so booked. There's so many movies. We'll see. <laughs> There's a lot of movies in the world. Hey, we're not going anywhere. We got years to do. Let's get through this movie, which yeah. I actually think is actually a good it movie. It is a good movie. You know, I I really do love, Um, what's his name? The Brad- star. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Hey. Excellent. That's the, this is the best Bradley this Cooper. This was the best thing he's done. I, think, I loved him in this. I think reading the plot of this movie, it's like this guy pines for his ex-wife. He's got mental problems, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get his ex-wife back while Jennifer Lawrence is slowly trying to get him to come to her. When I read the plot, yeah. I'm like, Jennifer Lawrence is right there. What's the problem? And she looks good in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she does. But it, when I watched the movie... I was convinced, Bradley Cooper convinced me, oh, I get it. He's completely fucked in the head. This is why. And he's obsessed with his ex-wife to the point where he can't actually see her standing in front of him. And also, I loved that Jennifer Lawrence was kind of playing not to type in this. She was a little dirtier. She was a little, like, slutty. She was maybe, or she said she had been in the past. I I feel like, please don't take this weird. Hmm. I feel like I've known people like her. Yeah. Like, she's just seemed very totally. real to yes. me. Yes. No, uh, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know. I'm not saying to... I was in that office or anything. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, she did sleep with everybody at the office. I that's mean, I know she, you that, didn't, she told so us why that. would I think that, okay. Well, I didn't know. I haven't know. I haven't been with you my whole adult life, just most of it. I think you've been with me as long as she's been of legal age. Uh, yeah, I'm not literally talking about Oh, Jennifer you're saying Lawrence. you fucked girls like her. Look. That's what you're trying to get to me. Look, That's I what you're trying to get me to sink in. I haven't knocked down that many in my life. I'm not going to sit here in front, but y- young it's men, cool. young men, you know. Why wouldn't you? She's hot. That type is really hot, but it feels unstable most often. I know. It's but hot. That's, That's why awesome. they're so perfect for each other. Yeah, yeah. Is because he is like the one guy who's not trying to get in her pants. She offers to fuck him the first night they hang out, and he doesn't want to. It's like a, well... Let's talk about why he's in his position. Yes. So he was married to this woman. They'd been married for a while. And he tells us later that he had started having some delusions. So he'd been like making up things and whatever. And she apparently had turned to this other teacher that she taught at the high school with where he was also a sub. So he knew this guy. Mm-hmm. And he comes home early from work one day. And the Stevie Wonder song, My Sharia Moore, is which playing. Which is their wedding song. Yeah. Okay. Also. That's fucked up. I realize it maybe just was came on the radio. It was on shuffle. I maybe mean, it was just on shuffle. Here's the deal. This this scene 
it's so interesting to me to be so divorced from what I'm about to say, but we've talked about this before. Like I walked in on someone I was in a relationship with in the shower with another person. Oh yeah, that's right. So you were like, oh shit. That thing happened to me. And so when he did it, he started beating the shit out of the guy. Which is kind of like makes. Totally understandable. Well, it's not just that. They, the scene, the flashback scene we get, he's walking up to her and he says, and he sees like. He thinks she's in the shower alone and he might get in with her. Well, the guy says to him, I think you better leave. Except, do you know who said that to me? The guy I was dating. Wow. He said, you need to go. Really? Yeah. And I fucking blacked out. Like, I don't remember getting out to the car. Like, I... That kind of thing, like, flips your world upside down. If you're not looking for that... And like I said now, like, listen, I don't fucking care. I'm so glad that happened because that relationship ended and set me up to meet you, who is... My everything. So fuck him. But also like that was crazy to watch to be like, oh, I totally know what this feels like. And listen, I'm not the most stable person in the entire world. And so it fucked me up, too. I didn't beat up anybody. In retrospect, I wished I had. So I wish I'd picked up something and started beating them both. Like that was kind of like a small regret at the time that I had. Bradley Cooper beats the shit. And that's like the most understandable thing. If you're going to play this game. Yeah. And you're gonna go into someone's home, like they're fucking hotel. They're, Why they're, are you doing this? If you want to, there's certain risks you take in life where it should, where you should say to yourself, "I could get my ass beat, and I have it coming." Mm-hmm. There's just some moments in life where if you set yourself up to get that ass beat, then you either you just need to throw down or run the fuck away and never come near this situation again. Because if you're gonna play like that, you have to expect. Yeah. To get to throw down. I believe in this movie situation and my real life situation, they wanted to be caught. You don't do shit like that without wanting to be caught. Maybe you somehow think it's like hot to be like taking a risk, but also like you know you're going to get found out. You cannot be that reckless mm. and not get found out. But what's great is that uh, we found out later that your that the relationship between your ex and the wife is kind of in the shits and he beat his kid. He beats his kid. He's a bad, he was a bad He's dude. a child beater. He tried to murder his child, actually. Tried to suffocate his kid. Yeah, literally tried to strangle He's his own child. He's a terrible person. So you dodged um, a major bullet there. I dodged there. a huge bullet. Bradley Cooper's parents. Yes. Are Robert Robert De Niro and Jackie Weaver. And they're they're great. They're so good. Robert De Niro is so good in this. So, so, so that happens. And the way we see this opening up is um, Bradley Cooper is in, he's been in eight months in this like mental health facility post beating up this guy they determined that he not only like had this moment of rage but he has mental health issues so they instead of putting him in prison or jail they put him in this mental health yeah he's bipolar yeah untreated and now so he's coming back and he was undiagnosed he's living with his family and he's got this friend named chris tucker who he always tries to get to come come out and there's a few times where not chris tucker he is chris tucker and he's so good in this i liked him maybe the most in this that i've ever liked him he's he felt very normal yeah even though he's crazy but he he would cut keep showing up and and then it would be revealed like no you weren't supposed to leave the hospital he's getting out somehow (laughs) like he hitches a ride with uh the mom yeah yeah. she comes to pick up bradley cooper and it's a funny little detail it's cute but but his dad is a bookie. He has like a, a cheesesteak. They're in Philly. And he has a cheesesteak restaurant. He wants to open it. He hasn't opened it yet. It's he's a got cover. All this money, but he's got all this money saved up. It is a cover. It's just a cover because yeah. he's a bookie. And that's how he makes 
all the money in the house but as he, he just runs money. Yeah, but the whole thing at the end is that if he loses the big bet at the end, he also can't build the restaurant, so he's fucked yeah. entirely. Like, he doesn't have it yet. So, Pat. Yeah, Pat. The dad's name is Pat, and, this, and Bradley Cooper's name is Pat. Patricio. It's interesting how, because he has, in weird ways, he's gotten something out of um, the therapy, mm-hmm. but he's also not medicating himself. And this is why it felt feel so genuine how crazy he was. He attempts to be everyone else's therapist, like they're psychoanalyzing. And sometimes he actually says things that are real and that people might Absolutely. need to say. He's very blunt, but he's also literally crazier than everyone else because he thinks his marriage is still valid. And that she's just waiting for him to get get his shit together. They always they say throughout the movie like you've lost so much weight. So you could, he was like you could tell he was probably like a fat guy before that, and then he's trimmed up since he's gone into the 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 mental health facility. Did you notice they made a point to not really like let us see his body until the end, like when he went out to dance. Like he was always in like sweatshirts, and like he would yeah, wear yeah. this like bag over the sweatshirt. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. He was like your typical. Philly sports fans wearing like baggy sweatshirts and mm-hmm. Eagles jerseys and yeah. shit. So he goes to a friend's house and he's got it in his head that he's going to get back with his ex-wife. And these people know his ex-wife. So he's like, I need to go and make a good impression. And the dialogue, we can't get into the weeds of everything, but the dialogue here and the way he interacts with his friends yeah. is actually really, it's really well, it's a very well written movie. Mm-hmm. And so that's when he meets the uh, sister of a friend, Tiffany. Tiffany, which is played by Jennifer Lawrence, and she's nuts too. She's in she's in therapy. Her husband has died, and he is so absolutely straightforward, cold about like he's like, please don't mention that her husband is dead. And the first thing he says it's is, like, how, did how, how did Tommy die? How did Tommy die? And they don't answer for a very long time. You yeah. find out eventually, but like. Yeah. So they start to interweave in and out of each other's life and they start to be friends. It's like he's asking her to go out to the diner and they are like good friends at first, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a nice thing because they don't just jump into fucking even though she offers himself to him. But that's kind of what makes it work because they yeah. kind of have to learn how to be friends in order for it to work. The therapist in this is really a great character too because I believe it's the therapist who says to him like, Maybe she just needs a friend and you could actually help her. Like he recognizes that Bradley Cooper has learned a lot. And he and he also recognizes that Bradley Cooper needs to get outside of his own head and think about other people besides himself other than this ex-wife. And so he's like, why don't you just be friends with her? Maybe she needs a friend as much as you do. It's interesting, though, because like his his mental hang up on his wife kind of does foster this relationship in a positive way. Yeah. Because the mental hang-up with his wife is probably what keeps him from sleeping with her when they first meet. Absolutely. And it's a big deal because her husband died. Like, there was a story about um, where I guess they had a pretty sexless marriage at the end, and he went to go get some lingerie. And when he was coming home, he helped someone change a tire. He's just like a good guy. And he got hit by a car. Like, her husband wasn't a dick. He was just, a, yeah, a nice yeah. guy. He was a cop. Okay, well, there's, there was, that, there's but, limits you know. there then. Yeah. Well, and, and so the whole thing, so she's dealing with all of that. And, and the whole thing becomes, he knows that she knows his ex-wife. And he's like, you're, you're crazy too. You'll sneak her a letter for me. And she says, I'm only going to do that if you do something for me. And we find out that she has for years been wanting to enter this dance competition that her husband would never do with her. And she says, okay, fine. If you learn this dance and you dance with me, I will take the letter to your ex-wife. Because that is an illegal thing you're asking me to do. 
Right. But I will do it. And there's a restraining order. Yeah, he has a restraining order for against the school, against the ex-wife, all of it. So, but she deals. She dealt with her trauma over the years by being very hypersexual. Mm-hmm. And so when he turns her down because he's trying to get with his get be right by his ex-wife, mm-hmm. it kind of is a good thing in that moment because she defines the parameters of the whole relationship in a different way. Yeah. And you know that he's also drawn to her naturally. Yeah. Because whether he refuses to see it or not, he is kind of dating her. There is a very like honestly it was a pretty hot scene in the diner. Yeah. When she's telling him about how she did sleep with everyone yeah. in the office and that's why she got and fired. And this is the movies are gay angle. Oh yes, you're right. I, I forgot about that. And I'm not talking about David Russell filling up his transgender. No, niece. no, 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 no. Let's not talk about that anymore. Um. So, so yeah. So they're having dinner and they're ta- well. He's having raisin bran and she's having tea and he's like, "This is not a date. That's why I'm eating raisin bran." It's very silly. But they start talking about her fucking everybody in the office, and he says, "Were there any women?" Oh, and yeah. she says, "Yeah." And he goes, was it hot? And she was like, hot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And she's like, is this okay? My husband never liked it when I talked like this. Hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Sexless cop. Yeah. Now I'm convinced he wasn't very good. Maybe he was just fine, you know? She probably just needed him to, like, say a couple dirty words or something. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he was trying to get there with the lingerie. Look, if y'all are doling out, if the marriage is doling out, just be very open with your wife about or your husband. what's in your or your husband about what's in your mind what you need mm-hmm. you know sometimes fantasies are just good as fantasies but but two people can come up and meet halfway on some of these ideas just talking about it and not even doing it yeah it's hot like this was like this was so hot and they were sitting it in was, a diner it was kind of hot and it was gay because movies are gay and it was gay and so then but then they get into an argument I love this argument because she realizes that even though he's very straightforward and honest, he's also kind of judging her and psychoanalyzing her. And then she, then she pauses. She's like, wait, you think I'm crazier than you, don't you? And she gets legitimately mad because she's crazy, but he is, he is way off. Yeah. And so that leads into this conflict. And he's got a parole officer that's constantly checking in. That guy is always showing up. Yeah, like he yeah. follows him everywhere. And so it turns into this conflict because people think that they're uh, he's trying to abduct her or something or abusing her. And, and she comes to his defense. And when the cop comes in, because that could be it for him, you know, then she then she comes in and steps in for him. It says, oh, it wasn't his fault. It was the kids who were trying to fight him. So, yeah, then they have the arrangement that, you know, I'll send this letter to your ex-wife, even though it violates the parole. We do the dance competition. The father, you think would people be more supportive? I think everyone just knows uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character. They know, everyone seems to know what she's been through. And they know that, you know, she's had some very, very hypersexual history. And they think that she might not be good for him. Which I feel like is weird because, like, at least, you know... Maybe she's crazy, but it's like he's so hung up on his ex-wife. If we can at least get past that, there's something yeah. positive here. Yeah. But the father thinks she's bad luck that because he's not getting his bets on the we Eagles games. We got to talk about the father for a second. The father also is mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. He's um, obsessive compulsive at least. He's obsessive compulsive, but he focuses it all on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is so much more common than people ever talk about where you'll have one particular, like people will have like one particular obsession that they like put it all into. And it's to the point where he's like, I have to have my handkerchief. The remotes have to be over here. Like the remotes were once 
on the radiator when it did well. So now the remotes have to be on the radiator. And like his friend has to be there to watch with him. And now that his son's back, his son has to watch with him because this is important. Like they're only going to win if the son is but with him. But it's also the way that uh, he he's kind of trying to spend time with his son again. And he's also can't go to the games physically because he used to get in <laughs> fights every single time and beat the shit out of people. He got banned from the he got Eagles banned stadium. From the stadium. Yeah. Which so is very funny. he also has the, and so there's actually one point that I thought was really interesting where Bradley Cooper is yelling at the psychiatrist and he's like, I am not like my dad. He did this all the time. I had one violent situation, although he's yelling. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like thrown some stuff around in the in the lobby. Like he he does have violent outbursts. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't want to admit that he's like his dad. But there's this interesting thing where I do feel like he can now see those things in his dad that he couldn't see before because of the therapy he has gotten. There is a very emotional theme, an emotional scene after an incident occurs and Bradley Cooper's laying in bed and he comes and talks to his son and he admits that he kind of, his brother is a lot more successful and he kind of admits he put a lot more faith in his brother. Spent all the time with his Than brother. he did with him. And, he's, and this movie does feel like he's trying to start making up for that. Like we get that he's just starting to work this out yeah. and it's a very emotional scene and he's very, uh, this is kind of one of Robert De Niro's best modern roles yes i agree i i think it's even better than maybe like the irishman or something like that like it really is mm. as far as like the modern de niro we're getting like po like post 2010 like this is a, a really good one it is really good he's so i mean he's robert de niro and he's so believable i mean there he's are some so good. there are some movies where it's like i'll get this check no i know but when I'll he really is in it and you could tell that he was really in this he's gonna be in uh killers of the flower moon i, I believe also, oh really so well, i think that'll probably come out this fall i still need to finish that book scorsese i've read that book i've read the first half of it wow so good what the I'm trying to work on my reading. But the other thing is, you know, we've talked about like Chris Tucker keeps coming in and out and in and out. And there is also like some sweet moments where like he ends up at the house and he's there during the game. And the dad is like, he's here. Look, we're winning. He's here. It's your friend that's making us win. And he goes, I thought I was the one that you needed to win. And he goes, well, he's here because of you. So it's like you're here when he's here. So it's this whole thing where he is just trying to connect with him like so hard that he's like also like, look, your friend is here. Come sit with me and your friend. Like he is really trying to reach out to him so hard, and it is very sweet. And they, they, so they arrange to go to a, an Eagles game for his dad. Yes, but he has a dance rehearsal with what is her fucking name? Tiffany. Tiffany, and he's trying to negotiate this. She doesn't want to talk about sports at all, mm -hmm. and he's trying to negotiate this. But so they have it where they can split the time. But he goes to the game, and his therapist is there he's also a huge eagles fan yeah. and he's with all the and he's and he's indian yeah so and he's this, a group of indian the, folks with him yeah like a whole bus of asian football fans yeah and somebody says something racist to that group of men so pat and his buddies stand up for his therapist because they're Pat's trying not to and yeah they're trying to keep pat out of he's it he's like i won't do it i won't do but it but he's watching his brother and his and friends his getting the getting this brawl you can't not be in it, yeah. so he doesn't get to go into the game. The Eagles lose that game, and he, he and he probably gets held in the cell for a little bit. And when he finally comes home, they get help that his therapist was there, and he was defending his therapist. Yeah, and uh, when they all <laughs> and when they all when they all come to the house, the therapist is with he's them. Getting, like he's, he's in the he's in the still. posse. I loved that so much, and this is one of my favorite scenes. But Tiffany shows up because she. 
he got he didn't see her at all because part of her thing is trust right and if you make a commitment you have to stick with that commitment and she is like you fucked me over yeah you promised me and you didn't come yeah she she walks into the house and and gives him the business and then the then his father is like you know you're you're bad luck what are you doing here and she and then she explains to him like she lays it down like when he was with me and not you the Eagles won on uh, beat this team. When he was with me and not you, the the Phillies won their conference playoff game. And then he's like, "Oh my God, she's right." Well, and then she goes, "Also, so Bradley Cooper's uh, mantra or like word is Excelsior because it's like something he learned in therapy. Like he and Chris Tucker say it to each other a yeah. lot." And she goes, "Why would you send someone whose fucking motto is Excelsior, which is also?" On the fucking flag for New York or yeah. whatever, like to a Giants game. It was just right, right. Was, and the dad was like, "Oh, Excelsior shit. was also what Stan Lee would say all the time. Oh yeah, in his Marvel editor uh, columns. And but stuff. it was so neat to watch that dad. He was so impressed with her mm-hmm. that in that moment he completely turned and he was like, "She's right. I was wrong about you. You're good. So, I like you." So they go. They they are then arrange. For a bet. A uh, bet. This Pat, bet. Pat and his dad. Well, Pat doesn't want him to do it. Elder Pat and his buddy. Yes, Elder Pat and his buddy. And so the buddy... They're playing the Cowboys. And the, and Eagles. so and so they say... Oh, because he had lost all his money that day. The dad had lost a bunch of money to the friend that day because the Eagles had lost. And he's like, this is all your fault, Pat. You weren't there. Like, whatever. And so then she goes, how would you like to do double or nothing? They're going to play on the 28th of December... This game's going to happen. Against the Cowboys. Put all the money on Cowboys. Ten point spread. Well, and, but then that goes away, I think. But they would have gotten it. Because well, what they say is instead of the ten point spread, they bring in the dancing. And they call it a parlay. Parlay. It's a double where you have to win both bets to make it work. Yeah. And they bet. And it's not a high score. like a, It's a ten out of ten is a win. Yeah. And they say you got to get a five out of ten. They ask, are you guys very good? And they're like, no, we're not very good. And, and they're like, not. Uh-huh. No, they're and, not. And they're like, well, is five a fair a, a, a expectation for you to and score? And Pat's like, yeah, we can get a five. And she's and like, she's we like, can do better than that. But <laughs> I don't know. Pat seemed kind of doubtful. Oh, he was doubtful, but she was but, confident. But five would be like a big victory for them. So they were like... If you if the Giants can beat the Cowboys with a ten plus point spread and you can score five points at this dance competition, then you're you got all your money. You win the bet. Yeah, and they shook on it, and Pat was pissed because at this point, this is all of his dad's money, and if he doesn't win this, they lose the restaurant. He loses his cover for his booking. Like it's just it's bad. It's bad news. So but then, it, but he does decide to do it. So we go to the dance competition. And that was what was so sweet is like his mom and his dad and Chris Tucker's there with a girl. And like, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, the game is on in like the bar lobby at the hotel that they're doing this at. Straight off, like the Eagles beat the Cowboys by like a, a huge margin. Yeah, so they win. But this is a part where the reason they got him, convinced him to do it is they told him that his ex-wife would be there. Right, right. She lied. And so there was this letter that he had, she said she had given the letter to the ex-wife, but she had written this letter. She had written a letter back. She didn't give the ex-wife anything because she loves him. And he realizes it. And we see him realize that she has written him Because it was like a turn of phrase, like things that she said. She goes, when I'm counting the score or something. It's like some kind of way that when I'm counting the flags or the points or whatever she says. And so, yeah, he realizes it but it just kind of goes immediately to that night like we never really see him like how he feels about the fact that he realized she lied his friends who know his ex-wife they arrive 
and his ex-wife is there. And this is kind of like the weirdest part. Yeah, because where, she never thought she'd be there because she never told her to come. So where the friend is like, well, this could be a chance that she lifts a restraining order. And he actually says something like, like all marriages take work, right? Like, like he'd been delusional thinking his wife's going to get back. And then his friend shows up with this possibility that maybe it could work out. Yeah. And, it, and that was like the, the part that seemed the most forced. Yeah, but it does seem like it does make sense why she's there because there needs to be closure. Well, and that friend needs some therapy too, who invited her because he one point talks to Pat about how he feels like his whole life is like yeah, he's choking wound him up. and he's dying and he's wound up. And Pat says to him, "You have to give your your marriage a chance." Like, I know y'all used to love each other. Like, you can get back there. You have a baby. Like, figure it the fuck out. But all that man seemed to have heard from that was, oh, marriages can work out. So I need to make Pat's marriage work so mine will or some bullshit. You know, like, there was some layers there that so, were not necessary. So Tiffany sees that Pat's ex-wife is there, and she's just like, it's over. I'm just going to go drink at the bar. This scuzzy lawyer guy's, like, buttering her up because she's going back into her old mode. And... Pat knows that his ex-wife is there, but he's still focused on the competition. He's pulling her onto the stage at the last minute when they call her up. And these dancers are like, they're doing the tango. They're like, I mean, this this is like it a real like deal. Dancing with the Stars, I think they say at one point. And so they get up and they have like this multi-song montage that's not like the most refined but it's very it's creative magic, but it's really cool but it's really creative and really entertaining and then they had been practicing this thing where she like jumps up on them and they fuck it up and she does it and they it's not very good but like he does manage and to all her family's like cheering hold like her the, up yeah his family so they they have a very uh, personable connection on, like, they start that, they're having fun. Pat's dad, Pat Sr., kind of sees their spark. He sees their connection. Yeah. And so after the dance is over. They it, score a five so the dad doesn't lose Yeah, they get, they and just barely get And the announcer in the mic is like, why are they so excited about a five? Oh, yeah. But they were like, wait. <laughs> so they had this big victory and she runs. And she, well, yeah. Well, when she sees, she yes. sees Pat walk over to his ex-wife. He whispers something into her ear, and then, uh, and then she runs because she thinks it's all done. And, and then his dad. And then his dad pulls, and he's like, "Look, this is a good. You gotta grab onto these moments when you got them. You don't you're gonna regret it's it." It's actually a genuinely like sweet romantic mm -hmm. scene, and Pat chases her down. He's like, "Look, I know it was you that wrote the letter." And she's like, you knew I was lying to you for a week. And he's like, yeah, I just thought it'd be romantic to wait. Yeah, and then he's like, and then he tells her he loves her. And she goes like very fragilely is like, okay. And then they kiss. <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. It's actually, it's actually a really nice it little love story. It is a really story. nice love story. It's a really nice love story. Yeah. So that's uh silver linings playbook. One of our uh, movie roulette is what we call it. When we pull categories yeah. out of a hat and we're going to hump. Silver Linings Playbook. Pump it. We're going to be a third in this weird relationship of crazy people. Yeah. Do you want to go first? If you want me to. Sure. I think it's a solid four movie. Mm. Pretty rock solid. Well written. I think it's... um. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. So you're a four as well? Mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah. So that's an eight out of ten. That's very good. But wait. Uh, we, we have sub rules, uh, and they come up when we encounter them. You know how, like, Harry Dean Stanton makes things better, will make his score go up 0.25%. This movie is very good, but it's a Weinstein production movie. 
And all I can think about is him jacking off in a potted plant. Harvey, thank you for killing whoever you had to kill to get me up here today. Um, <laughs> I'd forgotten, but thank you for reminding so, so me. So that reduces the overall score by 0.25. Okay. So that drops it from an 8 to a 7.75. I've seen the list of Weinstein Company movies. There's no perfect one in there. 7.75. Yeah, 7.75. I do believe that is an A tier movie the bottom of the a tiers okay right under rope nice and honestly it, it might beat rope mm -hmm. but i'm sorry the wine the weinstein clause reduced it by a yeah. quarter you know and there you have it folks right on the bottom there maybe technically better than rope but rules are the rules the law is the law and that's just how it is all right so we got a draw for Dun, 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 dun. Our next category. So, Angela, if you would, please. It may be a full month before we get to this, maybe longer, but let's do it. Exsanguinators. Exsanguinators. Vampire ass movies. Vampires. Vampires. I love let, it. Let me pull up the list. The vampire on film. Now I will go. Let's see how many. I think I put. <laughs> So many. So there's 153 wow. selections here. So I'm going to randomly generate a number. We're going to hit generate two. It is Thomas Alfredson's. This movie's a modern classic. Uh, 2008 film. Let the right one in. That's the good one that I love. The foreign one, the okay, original that's one. The yes, good one. that's the good one. You haven't seen the remake. No, but this is this is the one. Yeah. This is one of my favorite ones. I've read this book. I love this movie. I'm so excited. Thomas Alfredson. It's been a long time. It has been a while, but we know this one's good. Let's see how well it holds up. I recall the cat scene very Muppet-like, but other than I that, rather, it was pretty damn solid. I'd rather an animal scene be a little less realistic and know that they didn't use any actual animals. Well, there you go then. So yes, our next uh, movie roulette review will be Let the Right One In, which we'll probably get to late summer i think or maybe around august uh live and let die which is our randomly generated review movie should happen in about three weeks i'm guessing yes. so for more information look at our show notes right below our videos and our uh podcast episodes for links as to where to find us death to all traders death to all traders <laughs> Harvey Weinstein would like to do a private party in the Four Seasons Depot. <laughs>